us is a couple new songs to sing. But every song about Christmas has been done. It's already a thing. Welcome back, everyone, to Pop Culture Follow La, the Christmas podcast put on by Sky and Jake. <laughs> I almost had it. It was almost not clunky. It almost, and then at the end. I it's a podcast one, in a podcast. I got I got one more shot at it. <laughs> Maybe I'll write something down for the next one. Anyway, this is our podcast where we take a look at a Christmas. Y- yep. Sky, you love a Christmas? I do love Christmas. Sky, let me ask you a question. It's the early 90s, and there's a Christmas song that is on everyone's mind. What Do you know what Christmas song that is? The Little Drummer Boy. No. Okay, are you sure? It's, early, it's the early 90s. It's a brand new song. Oh, is it one of the NSYNC ones? No, I, but I need you to give me the actual answer so I can move on. I, I, I don't know. It's just like all I want for Christmas is something, but... It's all I want for Christmas is you, but it, Oh! But if you listen... The dog likes it. It's a blues dog. Ooh. Sky. This is not good. Or, or Sky. Good. In yes. 1993, this song came out mm-hmm. called All I Want for Christmas Is You by Vince Vance and the Valiants. Neat. Ooh. <laughs> Started playing Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that kid. So, so 1993, Vince Vance and the Valiants released uh, All I Want for Christmas Is You. Mm-hmm. Um, as you and I in history knows, the best Christmas song from the 90s. It's also called All I Want for Christmas is You and came out in 1994, mm. one year later. Really? It's that old? Yeah, it's 25 years old this year. I don't want a lot for Christmas. So it's, it's, it's 1994, Mariah Carey is at her peak, sure. she's huge, her last album was Music Box, which you know all the hits off of, so go ahead and hum a few of those, sing that for us. Heartbreaker, you've got the best of me. All right, I, the, I actually can't name Now stop any. that, we'll get, we'll get sued. <laughs> so they're like, well, how was, do we... No, we're fine, I was way off key. Oh, it's that's fine. fine. Then, then the algorithms... Key, doesn't count. Yeah, the algorithms can't find it. So they Is were that like the one where she was wearing a rainbow shirt and no pants. I honestly have no idea. I didn't look that that's, far into her previous albums. That's the only uh, Mariah Carey album I can picture in my head. I can picture all the Christmas ones because I did research for this. <laughs> so they were like, "How do we follow up uh, the biggest hits you've ever had?" And she was like, "Christmas album." And at that time, Sky artists didn't just release Christmas albums willy nilly like they do nowadays. If you want to be Anyone, you have a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. If you're Christina Aguilera, if you're Taylor Swift, if you're Michael Bublé, Michael Bublé, that's his only album. If you're, he's got a bunch. Yeah, but that, I bet that one gets way more radio play than his other stuff, right? Well, yeah, it's because he's got that voice of a Sinatra. That's true. If you're, uh... who else has one? <laughs> Who's I... modern? I had a list, and then you interrupted it. <laughs> You, you fucking, you, you're a ruiner, Beastie Boys. Guy. John Legend, the Beastie Boys. Wait, <laughs> wish there's a Beastie Boys one. I don't. So, I wish the Beastie Boys never existed. Their music is terrible. It's 
It's all right. Nope. Terrible. <laughs> you got a lot of strong opinions. Yep. You won't just let people like what they like. Nope. Well, they like what they like is wrong. You, I feel like there's a lot of anger inside of you because you know everything you like is wrong, so you take that out <laughs> on other people. You like a lot of the things I like. I like literally one thing. Like what? It's you. <laughs> I don't like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we don't like the same thing. <laughs> so right. Mariah Carey has a, a writing partner. She's been writing with him for four years at this point. His name is Walter Afanasev. Afanasev. Sure. I practiced that ahead of time because <laughs> I knew it was going to trip me up. Yep. Uh, and it still did. Walter Afanasev. Yeah, that's rough. It. It's not really rough if you break it down, but I yeah. just last names always send me into like a panic <laughs> because I know I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah, I bet it's probably easier in whatever nationality that is from. Yeah, probably. So it's the summer of '94. Mariah Carey has a, a home studio with her husband. At the time, they they've decided they're going to do this Christmas album. It's the risk because you know everyone doesn't just do that. It's not a guaranteed hit like it is nowadays. So Mariah decorates her home studio. She puts all the... <laughs> to the, get her in the, the decorate, Yeah, because it's August, because you right. never record Christmas albums at Christmas time. Right. So it she, wouldn't be ready until, to, like, May. Exactly. So she gets her her studio all ready, and they start writing songs and stuff. And uh, they wrote the lyrics to this song pretty quick. I, I think it said in a couple hours. They, they hammered all that out and were figuring out the melodies and stuff and there's a phil specter album from uh 63 that did terribly but like all of the r&b pop sort of versions of all of the songs that we know and love are from that album Mm -hmm. uh and it ended up being re-released in 72 and it did it did like gangbusters it did really well it was one of the highest selling albums and stuff like that so a lot of the influences are from that so it has that 70s pop r&b boogie woogie rock mm-hmm. they incorporated all of those elements into this so it has that sort of timeless feel like a lot of that old phil specter album uh and they talk about snow a lot well you got to talk about snow also i mean it has the jingle bells in it yeah. too, so that that helps so they recorded the whole thing with a live band and it didn't it didn't sound quite right so this afasani afanasef damn it so afanasef goes back and he programs everything so everything in that except for mariah carey's voice is just programmed okay and yeah to listen to it you don't think that but i guess there was something about it recorded that way that really made it sound uh together together, yeah yeah i guess so she comes in hammers out the vocals it goes out into the world and obviously number one right it's great it's a good song i think they said in 95 it was number one for like the first six weeks or something like that (laughs) So by by 95, it's like after Christmas, but still. So it's 25 years old this year. It's hit the charts every year for the past 25 years, which is something. <laughs> On November 24th this year, 2019, the song won three records in the Guinness World Records. Uh, one for best-selling and one for most recognizable Christmas songs. Most streamed song on Spotify in 24 hours as a female. It got... 10,819, no, I'm sorry, 10,819,009 streams in December of 2018. Wow. So, and it got the most weeks in the UK single top 10 charts for Christmas song out of 20, uh, 
song titles. So it was in the top ten of the UK charts. Uh, so you know, it's still it's still making lots of money. That one song, yeah, has really. You brought this up last year or last year last week. You said, "Why, why is this? Why is this modern Christmas song catch on when like uh, Vince Vance and the Valiants Christmas song didn't?" Twenty five years later, it's not tearing up the charts, if you will. <laughs> I have this clip from a Vox video that I'm. I'll just edit it in later, but I'll play it for you here, Sky. So you want me to make <laughs> contemplative sounds like? Mm, good point. No, you I like that. Make idea. those after because it's easier to oh, edit okay. things in when you're not making those sounds. <laughs> so in this Vox video, they just go through the sounds of the the song. I never thought of it that way. And <laughs> damn it. And and why we well, yeah, say them all now and I'll edit them over top. <laughs> do them of it. clean, yeah. <clears throat> and why why it hmm. sounds so Christmassy does. So I just play this here for but you. But if Sky. you look a little deeper into Mariah Carey's song, you'll see another link, one to the best-selling song of all time, 1942's "White Christmas" by Irving Berlin, performed by Bing Crosby. And to find that similarity, you gotta look at the chords. It's all in the chords. Now, a chord is three or more notes played together. Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, that Phil Spector song, I think that has just like four chords in it. It's a four chord rock song. There's a lot more variety of chords used in All I Want for Christmas is You, and they hearken back to a time when popular music was largely informed by jazz. A jazz standard might have nine different chords in it, and chords of lots of different kinds of flavors, not just majors and minors, but diminished and augmented and sevenths and ninths and all that kind of stuff. And there is one very, very special chord in Mariah Carey's song that gives it such a classic sound. It's no coincidence that that very chord is also played in White Christmas. So here, this is not going to sound great. I'm playing it off of my iPhone, right? But So we're going to put both songs in the key of C for comparison. So Carrie starts just on a tonic chord, home chord, chord one. I don't want a lot for Christmas. One seven. There is just one thing I need. Four chord, subdominant chord. I don't care about the presents. And here's the special chord. Underneath the Christmas tree, I just want you for my own. So the effect is going from a dominant chord and then kind of melting into this delicious, spicy, warm little diminished chord. Now, if we were to compare that to Irving Berlin's White Christmas, we see an incredibly similar progression, culminating in that very special chord. Irving Berlin uh, starts this phrase with a, a tonic chord. Where the treetops glisten and children listen. There's that special chord to hear sleigh bells in the snow. To me, the right word is just melting. You know, it's like snow melting by the fire. It's these jazzy chords that give uh, Mariah Carey's song, that kind of classic early 20th century Christmas jazzy sound. And it's just the most Christmassy thing in the world. I don't know why. Science. Uh, there's no way I could have explained any of that. <laughs> I watched that video last year and I, I, it's extremely interesting, but I do not possess the music theory knowledge to listen to that, retain it, and then explain it to you in and any then, kind of eloquence yeah and then have you ask me any questions about it <laughs> and uh answer them 
truthfully. So, you know, yeah. that's that's the reason why Mariah Carey's song sounds so Christmassy. They there is like you said that science behind it, that Christmassy warm tummy sciency. So Mariah Carey recorded that in in ninety four. She has two other side note. God damn, we're old. Oh yeah. Uh, Wait, do you remember when that song came out? Kind of. I thought it was we much like more nine. recent than it was. I don't know when I became aware of it. It's just one of those things that's just always been around in our lives, so I don't... Like, cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird bellwether, but sure. <laughs> it's all I know, man. So Mariah released two other uh, versions of this song. <laughs> you only contact with your brother. This <laughs> episode of Cops. Uh-huh. So Mariah released a album called Merry Christmas to You, and it has a two, mm-hmm. you know, because it's the, her second Christmas album. Sure. So this is her super festive version. Ooh, this sounds like it would open Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> Then it kind of just devolves into the same song. I think the drums are a little more driving, but... There's no just extreme piano intro. Yeah. And then her and Justin Bieber released a more festive... Super festive, or whatever she called it. (laughs) I just want to go back on record and say, fuck that kid. (laughs) So it's a Justin Bieber song featuring Mariah Carey. Got a lot of awful, or has an awful lot of Mariah Carey in it. Yeah, I'm. I believe he raps at some point, Ugh. or whatever he does. Where's Justin at? So I can stop this. <laughs> He's in the garbage where he belongs. <laughs> How do you really feel about Justin Bieber's guy? Uh, I got some thoughts. Please bring them on while we wait for him to sing in this song. Uh, he's a he's a shitty person. There he is. Hey. That's good. That's funny. So those are all the the Mariah Carey version. There are remixes and, and all kinds of things because when you're Making a billion dollars off that song, you got to release it as many times as possible. Sure. You got like a trap house version of it here if you'd like, Sky. A what? A trap version. I. It's just loud. Wh- it's just loud noises and stuff that cool. you would not like. Just sampled from a garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. But you, uh, the ref. <laughs> but the song you referenced, the cover of it that you referenced before is the My Chemical Romance version, which isn't very good. Yeah, you knew that there was a cover of it. that it existed. Oh, okay. I thought it was your favorite version of it. I don't remember saying that at all. I think you did. I 
He said, please give me some My Chemical Romance singing. Mariah Carey. never crept out of my mouth in that order. I, uh, I genuinely like My Chemical Romance for the most part, and I don't really care for this. He's singing weird notes. It really pops off here in a second, though. <laughs> you know, like every version of the song. I found a person that I thought you would This is the Barking Dogs. It's the Aloe Black version. I don't know what that is. This sounds like it should be in an 8-bit video game where you <laughs> save Santa. <laughs> Do you hate it? I don't like it. Okay, good. It's really my goal here. <laughs> I don't hate it as viscerally as you may have expected, but it's it's not good. Sky. <laughs> and for the last cover, because I haven't gotten to reference any of these albums because they haven't covered any of the songs we've covered. Off of She and Him Christmas Party. Michael Bublé does. Yeah, but I don't care about Michael Bublé. I don't think he's as good as everyone else does. He's so handsome. She asked Katie about him. She said he's a drunk. <laughs> or that he was drunk, I guess. I've seen her drunk, too. More often than I'd like. <laughs> you get to go home. <laughs> but I love the She and Him Christmas albums. So... That's my uh, my wreck for the day. So, Sky, how do you feel about All I Want for Christmas is You? It's a good song. It's, good. it's a great song, isn't it? Yeah. I heard it twice on the radio today. It, yeah, it's one of the Christmas songs that I hear. I'm like, oh, I don't hate this. You like that Kelly Clarkson Christmas song under the Christmas tree? I, I, I can't. I'll play it for you later. Yeah. I... Yeah, there's, there's the Elf's Lament and All I Want for Christmas is You. I was really worried we were going to get through this podcast without you mentioning Elf's Lament. <laughs> it's a good song. Really Nobody glad. knows it. I'm really glad I asked you about a different song. <laughs> Tell me about that one. <laughs> it's a fine song. It's, yeah, it's it's well constructed and it's, it's catchy in a way that isn't irritating. That it's not catchy enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. Well, excellent. And there wasn't any horrible, tragic backstory to this one. I know. I gotta, I gotta find something next week that has a terrible backstory. Well, we find. Well, I mean, there is the hidden information about how Mariah Carey originally wrote this, uh, this the musical piece in the blood of like ten different orphans, because she was making a pact with the devil in order to make something so successful. Oh yes, of course. You need orphan blood for it. <laughs> she didn't. She only needed one, but she killed ten for fun. All right, I got a lot to cut out of this thing. <laughs> I let you talk for too long because I looked at my watch for a second. It's when I strike. <laughs> Most <laughs> opportune moments. <laughs> You're at your weakest. <laughs> when I get a text. It's, it weakens me. So join us next week on our, uh, which will be the, the, it'll be the final pop culture follow-up. How fast this went, Sky. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's Chris. When this comes out, if you're listening to this, Christmas is days away. Yeah. So go. Uh, well, not this one. Yeah, if you're listening to that one. I mean, if you're listening to this one, it's it's days away plus a week. It's yeah. not much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shopping. Great. You're not ready? I've been ready for so long. <laughs> this is a big show, Sky. Uh-huh. I only know where to get Riker because inexplicably and with no exposure to it, he loves Star Wars. Oh, yeah? So I'm going to get him a Chewbacca of some sort. <laughs> just a blanket, just a Chewbacca? No, he loves Chewbacca. I don't know how, like, Morgan couldn't tell me how he got exposed to it, but he loves Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm like, I can work with that. That's great. I I know a guy who can help me pick out a Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like a stuffed animal Chewbacca. He loves Chewbacca and horses, so he's easy. <laughs> like every young man. That's right. I think, there's get- like a, I think there's like a dancing, like, roaring, like, Chewbacca thing. That'd be good. Probably. I'll look into it. I like to not get them toys that are super loud in case I ever have kids so they can't return the favor. Like, <laughs> just show up to my house for my kids with a drum set <laughs> to put me squarely in hell. They gave you a, they gave that kid a gun. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like a Wookiee bowcaster. That'd be no, fun. I don't think they make that right now. Yeah. Anyway, join us next time for more Christmas music. Stay frosty, everyone. Yeah. Merry Christmas and holidays. No stockings on the shelves, no Santa's merry elves, not another song about bells. Why are there so many songs about bells?